Welcome to Lead From Within, the podcast for people leaders that explores the fascinating intersection of mental health, leadership, and performance. Hello, and welcome to this special edition of Lead From Within with me, Dr. Nick Taylor. In this episode, we're going to be reflecting on 2023 and some of the highlights of our year with CHROs before exploring what's going to be shaping workplace mental health and the role of the CHRO in the year ahead. I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by my colleague, Daisy Abbott, Global Solutions Director here at Unmind. Daisy and I have the privilege of working closely together with some of the world's leading organizations, helping them to shape and form their multi-year well-being strategies. Daisy, delighted to have this conversation with you today. Thanks, Nick. Great to be here. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I can't quite believe the year has flown by already. It feels like it's got, it goes faster every year, um, yeah. but doesn't seem to be getting any steadier or uh, easier uh, at the moment with the world trends. How, how about you? How are you? Yeah, I am well, thank you. But I um, agree, it's the time to reflect on the year that has gone. And um, something you always say, you talk about it being a year of multi-crises. And I think lots of people would resonate with that, um, certainly yeah. from the perspective of what's been going on in the world and, and how that impacts people. And I wondered if you know you were to think about some of the events that have happened, um, what, are your, what are your reflections on 2023? Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think I think the that age of multi crisis really applies, and 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 I guess it's hard to ever predict these things, but it feels it feels that the world we perhaps hoped we would all be returning to uh, as the health pandemic of COVID retreated hasn't materialized, and instead we've lurched from one really profoundly uh, important or scary or difficult situation to another. Be that. Um, conflict, uh, you know, the, the world feels um, less safe than, than at least in my lifetime that I can ever remember it being with the war in the Middle East, uh, with the war in Ukraine. Um, these, these events are, are really scary and, and exhausting and difficult for, for people um, in so many ways um, and can be quite polarizing and, and quite hard to talk about and divisive for communities and um, just, just really, really heavy uh, to sit with, and um, I think that you know having a um, an ability to talk openly about these these wars and the suffering that's caused as a result of them um, is really critical, and also to acknowledge the impact that they have on on our day to day lives. But it's not just been the wars; it's also been the economic challenges that we. Uh, see every day reported in the news, you know, ongoing issues around inflation and monetary policy, tightening of the belt, both for organizations and also for employees. And that financial pressure and uncertainty is really hard for individual people in their lives, but also really difficult for organizations to navigate as well and, and can absolutely lead to uh, less job security, less psychological safety. Uh, in certain sectors, we've seen you know big layoffs. Um, we we know that many people um, are very worried about having to refinance their mortgages. Um, so so very much kind of a a pressure that people will be feeling. So there's 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 been a year of challenge, but but it's also important to recognise that it's been a year of um, 
somewhat of a paradigm shift, uh, either arriving or about to arrive with, with the, the real arrival of artificial intelligence. AI is something that has been spoken about for many years, but primarily in the world of you know, certain tech um, kind of ecosystems or academia. But actually what's happened this year is that, that, that work that's been going on behind closed doors has spilled out into, into the real world and is starting to impact on our lives. And of course, there are some very big, profound ethical and safety questions to answer around AI, um, but also, and, 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 and topics like synthetic biology, but also there, there is huge opportunity with these technologies as well. So quite exciting uh, to think about how AI is going to transform our lives and, and absolutely something that also could be a little bit scary to think about as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think it's fair to say that 2023 has been a tough year uh, and there's definitely been lots of things going on. And something I reflect on is, um, you know, given the the world that we live in and the roles that that you and I have, Nick, is the conversation around mental health and that's changing. I wonder if you have a view on, you know, take where we were January of this year and, and, to, and now today it's December. What do you think these um, kind of macro environmental um, challenges that we've been having but also advancements what's that done for the topic of mental health in your eyes it's, it's really interesting isn't it because it, over the years that you and i've been working together we we've gone from a place where mental health in the workplace was very much the domain of um um thinking about crisis response so we you know waiting for people to become ill and you know is there either a private medical insurance or an eap solution for those who are struggling with their mental health and then, actually, it, it, as the stigma started to fall away and became more spoken about, and then particularly with the arrival of COVID, it became more front and centre uh, in people's minds, um, but actually ended up being bucketed in with benefits, uh, often as seen as a kind of a ben an employee perk, almost, what well-being agenda was uh, provided. Um, but I think what's been so interesting for you and I over over this last year has been seeing how the topic has really moved from that place to being now much more about how do we embed well-being to be a strategic priority. We've seen the consensus emerging from the likes of the World Health Organization guidelines on mental health, the Surgeon General's guidelines on mental health at work. Um, we, we've released our mind blueprint, you know, these kind of sense of understanding that actually mental health in the workplace needs to be a strategic priority because we know if our people are up, our business is up, if our people are down, our business is down. Um, so there's a real opportunity to be, to be grabbed in the world of well-being or, or mental health of employees in relation to business performance. Um, and I think what's, what the wider macro trend does is just keeps the topic front and center, because after all, we are in a, in a health pandemic when, when it comes to the prevalence of mental ill health. It, it's not named as such by many people, but it is acknowledged as being at that level of problem to solve for. So we know there's this big problem to solve, for, but we also recognize that um, it's strategically valuable to businesses to recognize the opportunity in embedding well-being and I, into their strategies. And I think that's what we are seeing in the conversations we're having with people leaders around the world. Mm, yeah, I think it's, it's moving from... Um... The famous World Mental Health Day, which we have October every year, to something which is discussed at uh, at board level and something which is discussed every day. So that's yeah. definitely a, a exciting change that that I've witnessed as well. And 
you know, given the role that businesses have in this topic and um, the fact that people are really waking up to it being of strategic importance, I think that has changed the role of the CHRO somewhat. And I know, um, you know, we're very fortunate to spend uh, lots of time talking to CHROs, um, you know, and you've, you've had some incredible ones on this podcast and there's lots of fantastic ones coming for the new year. Um, given that you are speaking to CHROs so often, what have you heard from them as, as the biggest challenge that they've been facing over the last 12 months? It is really exciting to see the, the continued importance and growing importance of people leaders in business strategy. Um, and, and it's unsurprising when you think about it because people are an organization's most valuable asset. You know, they, a business is most likely to succeed when they've got great people doing great work and they're, they're well. Um, and, and therefore, we're, that, that, that acknowledgement of the importance of the CHRO is so, so welcome. Um, I think what's really welcome also is the link of mental health as a performance-related topic. You know, how, do we, how do we move mental health from being seen as a, um, a topic that's only about fixing problems when they emerge to becoming a topic that is about, well, actually, we recognize that if our people are really um, operating at 100%, they are more likely to be doing their best work. Um, so how do we foster cultures that enable people to be operating in their in their optimum position? How do we help that individual to be operating in that way? And of course, it's about focusing on the well-being of the individual. And then I think the other really fascinating thing that's going on in the workplace is uh, in, in, in the world of people is the recognition of the overlap of topics such as talent, uh, such as DE&I, such as well-being. You know, these things once were split out into different functions and benefits being the other one, were split into different functions. But actually the reality is the overlap is so strong that they have to be linked in order for multi-year strategies to make sense for people. So I find that really fascinating as a topic. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, difficult to know where to place mental health and well-being then, isn't it, in the structure of HR? Because I think traditionally it's uh, it's sat in its own group. Um, and as you said there, it really feeds into talent, into DEI, into performance conversations. So the, the role of the CHRO, I think, becomes so much more important in making sure that it does feed into um, all of those different areas. And that's a shift yeah. I think we've been seeing as well is um, making sure well-being doesn't sit in a siloed team. Uh, but actually is embedded into these structures and systems of a business, um, which is a challenge because I don't think that's been the case to date. Um, I guess that's a challenge you've heard lots of the CHROs we work with talk about. Yeah, I think that, I think that's absolutely right. It, it's how do we get to a place where the initiatives around wellbeing are embedded into the flow of work for the employee. Um, and that, that, that's both in terms of like how they're spoken about and by whom they're being spoken about. So i.e., we want the senior leaders to be talking about this. We want the, exe- you know, the, the managers to be facilitating good conversations around this topic. Uh, we want champions to be championing it. But we also want to make sure that the actual programs that are being rolled out within organizations are easily accessible in a frictionless way to employees because everything about well-being needs to be embedded into day-to-day life rather than being seen as an add-on to an already very busy life that every Mm. employee has yeah absolutely so 
let's think about looking ahead. Um, it's nearly the end of the year. We've got 2024 upon us. And there is so much happening in the space of mental health and well-being in people and a lot of um, technology advancements as well to be excited about, to be curious about. Um, given all the change that's, uh, that is upon us, what are some of the trends that you're seeing um, in terms of what CHROs are going to be focusing on for 2024? Well, I think that there continues to be a very much needed conversation around quantifying the work that's happening in mental health. We need to be able to be uh, reporting on at board level the impact that ill mental health and good mental health has on a business. Um, and organizations need to be benchmarking themselves against peers, understanding uh, where the opportunities are based on that data, demonstrating the ROI of their, of their investment. So there's a lot of good momentum behind the data topic. There's a huge amount of opportunity in using the, the recent advances in technology to further advance personalization in healthcare. So AI can play a really exciting way in both supporting our employees with their mental health, but also supporting managers uh, to manage better uh, the, the, the well-being of their employees. But as with all technology, the key there is that the people uh, using that technology to apply it to healthcare are experts in healthcare and are basing it on the best-in-class research and are researching the efficacy of it as well, because that ethical application of AI is critical to its adoption and acceptance and effect. Um, so absolutely excited about that. I think that I've mentioned it a couple of times, but really important that we focus on educating leaders on how to lead on this topic well. Uh, how do we get managers to more effectively destigmatize the topic of mental health? to open up the conversation around it, to prioritize the, the well-being of their employees in relation to the performance of their employees. I'm really excited about that. I've, I've just been talking about the importance of integration of well-being programs into the day-to-day -day life of employees. I think there's so much opportunity there, both from an organizational perspective, how the teams in, turn, in, in businesses are structured to deploy these programs, but also from a provider perspective, making sure that there's a frictionless experience to access, accessing these, these uh, tools. And then finally, I think really just as a probably as a caution, when we think about linking mental health to the topic of performance, it's really important that we're linking it to sustainable high performance. So this is not about linking well-being to a burnout culture, but it's recognizing that actually creating a high performance culture that is sustainable is really the sweet spot. And, and embedding well-being into that is, is critical to long-term sustainable growth for both a business and also for the employees within it. And of course, you can link these topics to the growing subject around ESG and ESG reporting uh, for organizations. And, and historically, the S has been uh, very much uh, left behind uh, in that reporting world. But I think there's a real opportunity for organizations to be doing more in that space as well. So it's a really exciting year looking ahead. Um, and I, I know, Daisy, you and I are going to um, go away now and rest for, for the festive period, but come back really excited about what 2024 holds. Um, so before we wrap up, Daisy, is there anything else you wanted to, to share from your side? You know, I, I think there is a very exciting year ahead and there's a lot that we can learn from 2023. Um, I, I think the 
the two things you mentioned there, you know, AI gives us an opportunity to um, create better leaders at scale. And that really excites me. You know, imagine the impact if every single leader in your business knew how to create a high performing team and how to navigate the inevitable challenge that mental health issues can have in your team, but to do that proactively and preventatively. So there's lots to uh, look forward to. Um, but yes, absolutely time for us to take a break. Um, what will you be doing to look after yourself during the Christmas period? I've got the unfortunate reality ahead of me, which I haven't done all of my Christmas shopping yet. Um, so that that will be uh, that will be an, a final stress of the year before I switch off. Um, but then it will be about spending time with my family and yeah, as young children uh, and sitting around Christmas trees and the old glass of wine. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And how about you? Yeah, likewise, lots of um, uh, festivities planned. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I've really enjoyed this conversation, Nick. So thank you. And thank you too. And thank you so much for joining us uh, on this for this conversation and on this journey so far. Uh, we've got some incredible guests lined up for next year and we can't wait to introduce them to you. As ever, if you enjoyed the podcast, please do like and subscribe and share it with anyone who you think will find it valuable. So that's all from us for now. Have a wonderful break and we look forward to talking again in the new year. <laughs>